place for upon which we will endeavor to centralize and showcase stories and information related to the lifting of historical and non-historical stones and the ongoing development and re-emergence of stone lifting culture. Welcome to episode 7 of the Stones of Strength podcast now. We are hot on the heels of our recently released episode 6 with Brett Nichols. So not a lot has happened in the community, but we wanted to make sure that we covered one event in particular before we jumped into the episode for today. Yeah, this uh, it's called Power on the Point, and it was uh, sent to me by a friend of mine who's going to be competing in it. It's out of the Port, uh, Port Jervis in New York, and it just looks like a really, really cool stone lifting event. Uh, there's a stone to shoulder, there's a carry medley. There's a stone front hold, a log deadlift, and a stone throw. So we just like drawing attention to events like this. We've both competed in our own locally, run by a friend of ours, and it's just fantastic stuff. If this is anything like anything we've been a part of, it'll be a fantastic event for the community. And so if there's anyone out there that's hosting an event that's related to stone lifting, just drop us a line or drop us a note in Instagram, and we'll do our best to give you a shout out. So again, this one is called... Power on the Point, and it is in uh, Port Jervis, uh, New York. All right. Our guest today is Romark Weiss, who is someone that is videographer and producer for, for Martin Lisi's YouTube page. But not only that, is he, he is a, a, a strongman enthusiast himself. He is a Dinny Stone lifter, and he's also co-creator of Strength Unknown, which is a, a series on Martin's YouTube channel that essentially endeavors to find strength. Um, not so much strength in its conventional form, which can often be seen on display in its fullest uh, at elite level powerlifting or strongman events, but, but strength that's either being attained or displayed in an unconventional way. And many of these unconventional displays of strength are found in remote corners of the world where ties to historical ceremonies or culturally significant physical feats are still a part of their everyday traditions. Um, or it's you know, feats of strength in modern civilizations where people have taken it upon themselves to maintain connection with ancient strength practices. And most recently, Romark and Martins uh, were in Scotland where they went on a Scottish stone tour, visited some of the really difficult and, and historically significant stones in Scotland, as well as competed in the gathering, which was organized in part by our most recent guest, Brett Nichols. And it was at the gathering where Romark cemented his name in the history books, becoming a successful Denny stone lifter. So we're very fortunate that he was able to carve out some time He's actually leaving for Japan tomorrow to film another episode of Strength Unknown where they're going to visit some incredibly significant Japanese lifting stones, often at shrines, many of which have hundreds, if not thousands of years of documented lifts. So without further ado, our guest, Mr. Romark Weiss. What's up? We're, we're, we're live. Yeah, Romark Weiss, thank you, man, so much for uh, carving out some time to join us on uh, the Stones of Strength podcast. We really, really appreciate your time. No worries, man. Thank you for having me. Yeah, for sure. And I guess just to sort of paint some context for everybody. So uh, Romark is a co-creator, videographer, producer for um, a series on YouTube that's found on Martin Blisi's YouTube page called Strength Unknown. Uh, and uh, it is, it's an awesome uh, series where, you know, essentially you and Martins travel the world to try to find strength. And it's not strength in the conventional method or uh, form that you would find like, at a strongman meet or at a powerlifting meet, like you're finding strength that's either displayed or attained in an unconventional way or in an unconventional environment. And like you immerse yourself in it, you participate it and then you document it. Very well. Yeah. 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 And it kind of, you know, led you to your most recent trip, which was to Scotland where congratulations, you became a, uh, you became a a Denny stone lifter. And, uh, And then you also, yeah. 
he traveled around with some local Scottish strength royalty and visited a number of the historical stones, which, um, you know, is really sort of the, the premise of this this show where we talk about uh, historical stones, natural stones, strength history as it pertains to stone lifting. So, um, man, the, the yeah, we were so excited when we saw that episode come out because you got you did right by anyone who is a fan or involved in stone lifting. It was so well done. So, have you have you been to Scotland? Yeah, yeah, about a year. Yeah, yeah I lifted the Dinny stones a year ago, just a few days ago, and then we went all around the country and did what like twelve or thirteen stones, and we went to Brett Nichols' house and lifted some of his stones and the yeah. Nichols stones, and so we. We did a, that was our first historical to- stone tour, excuse me. And yeah. next year we're hoping to go to, or planning to go to Iceland to do a bunch nice. of things there. Yeah. Yeah. It is doing a stone tour is like one of those things where it's like you plan in Scotland, you think of Edinburgh or, uh, or those like mainstream. Yeah. Mainstream, or go, yeah. Yeah. Go Glasgow. But like, no, I want to go to Aberdeen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, uh, lifts stones. And it's, uh, it's, it's uh, definitely one of the things that I highly recommend um, if you want to see true Scotland and not yeah. like capitalistic uh, tourism. Yeah. You know? So that, doing that tour was so organic. Yeah. I, yeah, you, um, you, don't, uh, you don't have to be a stone lifter in order to get off the beaten trail and explore the back, you know, the back roads and, and some of the untouched parts of these countries. But it sure as hell helps when you've got a goal to go and seek out a stone in a graveyard that's way, way, way off from the main course or the main, you know, yeah. uh, transportation corridors. And you can kind of go out there and have that purpose to go and explore. So, yeah, and it, 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 it's the, it was the it was the journey for us. I was like, wow. Wow, like going through these like beautiful, luscious green mountains, and then next thing next thing you see is a Scottish cow right next to you. Yeah, yeah. Wow. yeah. It's, like, it's like, wow, where are we? Yeah. So well, absolutely, we went way, way up north uh, to the Strathmore of Durness, which is it's getting close to the top. And talk about the journey. Like we were, we rented a Mercedes and we kept bottoming bottoming out because it was just <laughs> single track trail. But they were yeah. cruising up the top of the mountain and there was like at some point there was like two rainbows up there. And then you see a, a Pictish Brock that's 2,400 years old and you go yeah. a little further and here's yeah. this like this massive lifting stone. And it's just such a neat, neat way to see the country. It, yeah, for sure. For sure. Highly recommend it. Yeah. Uh, definitely. Definitely fly into Aberdeen, rent a car and then just. Go to Smash and Pass for the map or to oldmanstrength.com for yep. the, the map. The Stone's a great one. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, speaking of exploring and experiencing sort of niche strength and historically significant strength cultures, I mean, you have been to so many awesome places and immerse yourself in so many cool strength cultures. Like, where did the idea for Strength of Known uh, Unknown come about? It's so – it started from the beginning of a YouTube journey. So if you go back to 2018 slash 19, Martins was like the second strongman YouTuber mm-hmm. behind Brian Shaw. Um, and so we would make YouTube content and uh, we were, uh, that was our bread and butter, right? We, we, we traveled him with Thor, we traveled with Jujimufu and we traveled around to all these different athletes to train with them. Yeah. Then it got, then uh, every every other strongman started making YouTube videos, and then the content became rep- rep- repetitive. Our right. views got just wasn't the same the same thing. So we had to pivot to something far more unique. And in a time where YouTube becomes more douchey with strength, um, we went completely opposite and be- 
really just embrace it. Like we want to portray that being strong is not a douchey sport. It's yeah. like you could be me, my size and yeah. have fun and travel to these amazing places. And Strength Unknown is heavily influenced by Anthony, Anthony Bourdain, Parts Unknown. Right, yeah. And he was he had the same concept too of just like find a local, take him, get, get him a beer, uh, talk to him <laughs> about how, how get the locals, what the locals eat and just – fully emerge yourself on on unknown unknown strength and martins and i known each other for 10 years and through those 10 years before youtube we went to kyrgyzstan uh yakuts russia uh moscow and all these different places wow. before before we even started a youtube channel yeah that's amazing yeah yeah oh, wow so you guys seen a lot together then that's very very cool for sure man yeah we uh we went to the middle of some a country called kyrgyzstan which Lake Isakul, Kyrgyzstan for the first inaugural uh, Nomad Games, which was talk about like weird strength sports. That was like the Olympics that you don't see on TV. There was like people riding with fire and horses, uh, <laughs> uh, hawk hunting, and then we were just covered. We were surrounded by like mountains and desert. And I remember it was in May. Lake Isical was Lake Lake Isical was so beautifully it was so beautiful it was like blue but in the, in the, across the lake it felt like an ocean but you saw the mountains but it had it had snow and thunderstorms and right next to it was a desert it was oh it's cool bizarre it was so bizarre man and um definitely would love I highly recommend Kyrgyzstan third world countries are the best place to go to. Yeah, yeah. Sure. <laughs> we've, we've both done quite a bit of traveling, not yeah. around strength, but just for tourism and, and backpacking. And I, I would agree that's where there's just so much character when you really immerse yourself into some of those places. Oh, dude. One of my, one of my favorite quotes is from his documentary called 180 Degrees South. Is like when everything goes wrong, that's when the adventure happens. Yeah, right. So. That's fair enough. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So when you're picking places um, for your show, do you pick it on, you know, do you, you go, there's a, this country I'd really like to go to and research the history in the country, or do you hear about the sport specific and go, where is that? And then go to whatever country has that sport that you're interested in. Honestly, man. Um, it's kind of both. <laughs> it's, right. uh, it's, yeah. it's not like i I wanted to lift the Denny Stones, and um, and fun fact: a few people lifted the Denny Stones and climbing Mount Everest, which is right. a weird, yeah. a weird, uh, data to flex. But um, yeah, yeah. you've you've done Everest? No, he's saying that no, more, no, no. People, more have people. I thought you said the Denny Stones. Like, holy yeah, yeah. shit! No, no, <laughs> no, no. More, <laughs> more people have done Mount Everest yeah. and lifted the Denny Stones. Oh yeah, is, no, that's that's very strange. It's yeah. a very weird thing, right? Totally. So I wanted, I wanted to um. Looked at any stones because I had a little touch. I had a little taste of the replicas in Rogue. Yeah. Right. And um, I did in Crocs with no training, <laughs> but then I was like, oh, I could, I could lift the originals. So, yeah. um, so I, and then that was like the year before we went full, full speed with uh, Strength Unknown. And um, um, so like we wanted to do Bass Country. Yeah. Um, which I feel like they perfected the technique of stone lifting. Yeah. Those guys are so meticulous yeah, and very efficient. Yeah. Very efficient. They do that for thirty minutes, like what, yeah, as Scotland does it for one rep. You know, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. like the work capacity is off the charts. Work capacity is amazing. Yeah. So, and then I was like, this we could really, we could really do something about the show. So, and 
honestly, it's just like the more we do it, the more we learn how to do it and yeah. how we how there's no there, yes, there's planning like for the Japan trip. Uh, since it's a, a language bearer, we did a lot more research on it, and do we we're planning really hard for this trip and um unlike scottish scottish stones right there's like only history a hearsay history about it right these guys actually engraved who lifted the stones in these these stones oh wow so that's, that's wild that's really cool that is, that is really and cool some, literally some written stone, stone. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> written in stone. so yeah. some of these stones are like 500 years old that actually like written 500 years old the year they lifted it no kidding wow. yeah and there's like 900 lifting stones in china or japan that yeah. no one's no they just stop right or stones of power yeah. is the translation so there i forgot that it's like jiro shio which yeah. is definition stone yeah uh, lifting stones yeah and they're just mostly placed in these like shrines across all japan that's so cool. So amazing. And they, they do what some people call like the cold start where they actually, instead of like the Scottish style where you put wind beneath the stone, so you pick it up to your lap and stand with it, they squat down. It looks like for a lot of the stones because they're smooth and elongated and they wrap their hands around and kind of bear hug it right from the right from the floor and pick it up that way from a lot of yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. There's like, there's like no technique there yet. So um, yeah, it's there's multiple sides. We're visiting one of the most advocate. Uh, someone in there okay. and there was like a stone historian that has been lifting we've been documenting stones for like his whole lifetime so we're going to visit him oh cool as wow. well i look so forward to seeing that's that. gonna be a that's gonna be a journey because like oh so oh yeah going back to these stones we found out that like that these like so going back to answering your question these research man like so we we're doing more research because like sumo wrestling in kanji actually stands for strong man Right. Oh, and like the, yeah, yeah. the two letters, the two let the two kanji letters now is has been adapted to sumo wrestling. So if right. you look at the two letters, it just says sumo wrestling. But if you translate it to English, it means strong strength man. Oh so strong man sport has been has been served thousands of years. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> is that ever cool? Oh, that's a yeah. that was so we're gonna go. That was one of the earlier World Strongest Man competitions as well, too. Didn't they have sumo wrestling in one of the early, early ones? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Way like, back, though. Way back. I, I, I wouldn't. That's not straight. That's just technique. Oh, there's <laughs> yeah. tons of it. Oh, yeah. 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 That, yeah. Well, speaking of wrestling, that, that Mongolian episode you did was, was just cool. so wild. Yeah, yeah. dude. There, have you guys, are, do you guys grapple at all? Or yeah, we both grew up wrestling and competing. Yeah. 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 To see what those uh, guys was, did, kind of going into like a 500-person pool of athletes, irrespective of weight class, and then just the best person on the day comes out at the top. That was – and like just that guy who won, a, a meat brick. Like that huge. guy was just <laughs> amazing. He was thick. He was yeah, bulldog yeah. thick. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, he was. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that was, that was a culture shock too because um, – and the more we dove, dove into that, actually the um, – I'm glad we I did more research and trying to find like an American side of it, and right. we found uh, the American Han guy. Mm -hmm. uh, but these Mongols don't like tourism or journalists, so they would just say anything they want. So when we were looking at the internet, all these informations kept contradicting each other. Like <laughs> they're trying so, to confuse you and get you off the. They, they did. Yeah. Like, just like hey, we 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 told you something. Pay us money now. 
kind of thing. Oh, um, I see. Yeah. So, okay. so, yeah. so <laughs> it, it was. I'm glad we found someone from Integral Mongolia because now he's like in it. He's like the only one that speaks English, and yeah. he's um, and it's like that culture. They have like this Mongolian. They have a stone lifting culture too. Yeah, the like Mongol, Mongols. Yeah, Mongol stones, and then they have like, excuse me, um. They have something called a camel yoke run, pretty much, where they carry a camel and they go for max distance. Seriously? On their back. Yeah. <laughs> I'm assuming they're all sharing the same camel, though, so the weight is no. Oh, it's like you have to catch a camel, you have to tie the camel, carry it on your back, and go max distance, something like that. <laughs> oh, my so, God. So, That's extraordinary, talk about, though. Talk about, talk about huge mechanical available strength. for you. Yeah. yeah talk about farm boy strength. These, no, these guys have nomad strength, man. Yeah. Yeah. That's extraordinary. There's always, you yeah. know, these, you know, these, I want to say like fairy tales about, you know, oh, the, the, the farmer who got a calf and or you know baby cow and he lifted it when it was a day old and then he lifted it was two days and every day as the cow got older he would lift this until he was lifting a full-grown cow yeah, these yeah. the mongolian guys are actually that's, lifting full-grown camels and walking mm-hmm. with them like, that's milo <laughs> man that's an ancient Gr- greece story is it what story, it, okay, milo, yeah, 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 yeah milo progressive overload i think i think rural alberta adapted it a bit to make it yeah, a that's very possible. Cow, but I think, yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's just there's just um we want to go back and hang out with the Mark Han guy, uh, yeah. Bell, because he has inside now like these guys could deadlift 800 pounds with no with bad technique, right? And yeah. they're, they're majority of them are are hopefully they're natural. I don't know if they're like I don't know I can't really tell if they're people natural anymore. So it's like yeah, fair. These these guys are strong, man. For sure, I feel like they're the best choice of uh, representation of world strongest man if they know what they're doing. Yeah, so. yeah, that's right. And probably there are those strength cultures that just by way of familiarity with the greater strong community or, you know, access to training resources or funds to travel, like it's untapped potential. Oh, it's for un- sure. Completely for sure. untapped potential. Yeah. I have a, I have like a low side quest where I just find these like sumo wrestlers, Mongolian wrestlers and just train them for strongman. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, It'd be fabulous. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Because some of them, it's it's hard to tell in the video. Like some of them look like absolutely massive. Are they similar or comparable in size to Martins? Uh, Martins is six three, two uh, three hundred and thirty pounds. Some of these guys make Martins look like like really small people. It's it's really, uh, really? one guy was like six. I swear, majority of them were six five. Holy, uh, holy. yeah. So there's potential there. Yeah, yeah. That's so oh, that's wild. A, that's incredible. It's actually. not hard to fathom how the Mongols were such a dominant force historically conquering and taking over. Like, imagine a six foot five necklace barbarian on the back of a horse. That's <laughs> yeah, all completely yeah. accurate with a bow. Like, I'm, I'm yeah, hiding in the nearest ditch. For sure. Yeah. They're legendary. That right? and the Icelanders too, man. Like, sure. they're a four. Like, it's like, yeah. like we thought Martin, I thought Martins was big until we went to Iceland and, like, the then when you go to like a ga- uh, a grocery store in uh, right? Iceland, when the cashier's bigger than you, I'm like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I, I had the first sort of experience uh, realizing how 
average or below average I am in height in some of these <laughs> places when I went to Amsterdam and had to stand on my tippy toes. Like I'm almost six foot one. I had to stand on my tippy toes to, to pee in the urinal out of Starbucks. And I was like, what's going on here? And then I came out and I looked around and like the barista's six, four and all the people in line are taller than me. I was like, right. Yeah. And I'm sure if you go deep enough into one of the historical rabbit holes on Viking culture or Mongol culture, like it's always, you always wonder like, are, were they such dominant forces because the people were naturally bigger or did they, did the people become big because the smaller ones did not survive? They didn't eat enough. Like it's kind of like the chicken, and yeah, the egg, yeah. right? Like which one was it first? Um, it's like the crab, the crab theory, the Darwinism. Yeah. Right? Were they preferentially yeah. selecting for giant people because they're the ones who survived conflict. Right. Yeah, yeah for yeah. sure. Yeah. I mean, like if you go back, if you want to go rabbit hole there, like, the Vikings did not conquer the Baltics because of their size. Right. Kind of yeah. Thing. yeah. So because they they had their own savages called the Baltic Vikings and Big Z's from the Baltics. Martins is from the Baltics. Right. So, right. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, yeah. No. Yeah. So like yeah. So yeah. You talk about selective, like like they're they're smart. They're yeah. smart people. Yeah, and I wonder, I mean, even the things like the the the, the stones, the full stricker stones, the mm-hmm. fact that those were are tiered stones to re- reward people based on their physical strength maybe points to the fact that it was a bit more selecting for the bigger warriors rather oh, than absolutely. the other way around. So mm-hmm. and you said that can you just imagine can you just imagine big Thor? Like you're just farming <laughs> one day and then Thor just running down the hill with a fucking sword. Take it, dude. Just take it, man. Oh, exactly. Yeah. And that's yeah. one of the things, actually, I suppose, that gives uh, credence to how hard the Scots were, too, because the, the Picts, the Northern Picts, they held off the Vikings up there. And, like, mm-hmm. that where, where the Strathmore of Durnestone came is kind of where the Vikings met the Picts, and they didn't make it much further down. They had to come up from the bottom, it seemed like. So I, yeah, that's what's yeah. made the Scots were so much smaller than a lot of the historical like Vikings, but still pretty, pretty tough bastards. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking so, of pretty tough bastards and Scots, how did you uh, get connected with Brett Nichols in the, you know, the lead up to your trip to Scotland? Oh, um, I mean, being friends with Martinez has his benefits. For sure. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, but like, it was actually uh, my friend, Billy Crawford. Yep. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah, Bill yeah. Crawford, yeah. I gave him I gave him a nickname called BBC, which is really funny. <laughs> <laughs> Big Billy Crawford. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. good. Uh, so <laughs> I, 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 I even gave him a shirt. I even made a shirt. It's like 20 bucks. That's BBC. Did he wear Small it? Letters. Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah, it's hilarious. white. It's white. Oh, yeah. amazing. Yeah. Oh, he's a so, legend himself, right? Because yeah. he, he literally, with uh, um, Martin Jansix, wrote the book on stone lifting. Oh yeah, his father for sure. Well, you're talking, talking about, about Junior. Oh, Junior. Okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. He's a, he's a, that's a strong guy. Well, that's oh, what I was yeah. picturing. Doctor Bill Crawford wearing, wearing a BBC shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you need to get a BBC senior shirt. Man. Yeah, that is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, he's dude. Yeah, so I got through him. He hooked me up with Brett Nichols, and then like, um. I didn't want to like overstep the Stoneland documentary, which emphasizes the stone for right. sure. I wanted when uh when I heard Brett Nichols, I wanted to focus on the characters around why they did it. Yeah, and so like, yeah, the Stoneland documentary focused on Billy Crawford and Martin, but it's the pe- the weird people that 
freaking travel three hours to just lift a stone. Yeah, for sure. yeah that's like why. Like I weekly. Wanna... Like there's some guy yeah. that are going on weekly stone tours. Just like, yeah. 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 Oh, I, I, yeah. It, uh, and I think you did like, I know for sure. Um, like you did, uh, you did right by Brett. You did an awesome job covering some of the characters that were there showcasing their feats of strength, but also like, and it, and it comes through in all of the episodes is that like you and Martins have such a great relationship. You're so easygoing and having so much fun that you sort of give people a window into seeing what it would like if they were there traveling with their buddies for most people who will never get that experience. Right. But it comes across yeah. very genuinely in the episode. So. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's strongman culture in itself. Right. All right. Like you watch our videos. That's wholesome. But then when you watch Bradley Martin videos, it's like, I have to be a douchebag. <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. So like, I, I, again, I want to, one of the reasons why we did Strength Unknown and approach it to be like a wholesome content because strongman people, strong, like the strength community is one of the best communities in the world, man. Agree. They're like, we have the ability to talk people from Canada and just share the same universal language. Yeah. And just really just hang out and, like I know, eventually we'll get to know each other. We can banter each other, you know. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah sure, sure. Yeah. With, yeah, without like, and that's that's the, that's the cool part because like, growing up before we started the training hall, um, I was a banter guy. So like, training with Old Haugen, Mike Giller, Martin, Sean. I was I was the smallest one, so all I did was just talk shit to them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, but like, yeah. it was every every day. It was like we just talk shit, shit back, and like push each other to the limit. But like, that's what. That's what my my experience was like. We we helped each other out and move, motivated each other. So yeah. that uh, the Odd Hogan tombstone is a stone I would love to try someday. Oh yeah, yeah, such a neat one. Every every time I remind, it's like, hey, your 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 funeral is gonna be a contest. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've actually uh, I've actually referenced that stone in the past on this podcast because it's four hundred and ten pounds. Is that right? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, I know it was in the world's strongest man, or pardon me, in the Arnold's. I think it was 2018 oh, no. or 2019. Yeah. yeah. And some, so, multiple times now. Okay. Like three times, yeah. Yeah. Matusz Kiyakowski is like the, the – Because yeah. yeah. how many times yeah, did he yeah. shoulder it that one time? Was it four? Four times. Four. He said he got – when I was messaging him, when he pulled out, he said he could he do it for six times. Once you know the technique, it's, yes. it's right. fascinating. Yeah, it so. is. Yeah, and that's – and that is what I, I, I've mentioned, like I was saying about that before because these – it shows the specificity of the talent required to be a good stone lifter because you've got these guys there that can probably deadlift eight, 900 pounds, some of them, and they were they couldn't even lap a 410-pound stone, and that's with the tacky towel, right? And so it yeah. just kind of oh. shows you how it's such a, a – a very specialist type activity. Oh yeah. And then, you know, what's crazy. So we, Martinez did it twice at the 21. Amazing. And then we went to Basque country and he's like, yeah, you did that whole technique wrong. And, and you actually now like spending some time, like we have adapted some, some techniques from the Basque country that we would love to, to apply sure. because the, it takes less effort and it's amazing. And it's like the fact that you, they use, they grab the stone from the bottom and lift it up and just pretty much one motion it all the way up. Right. They, they have actually proven in it with like a 350 pound stone. A guy my size, he just, just grabbed the stone similar to the old tombstone. It was very right. natural, but he grabbed it from the bottom and leveraged it up to his weight shoulder, like, like 
no joke. <laughs> so, easy. You yeah. need a very specific so. stone for some of those though, is the, the side like, cause if you're not putting wind beneath the stone, you have to have the right shape and everything to be able to right. tilt it up. Right. So it's super efficient, but you do need a, a specific stone or a specific shape at least. Yeah. 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 For sure. Um, do you know the history behind that stone? That uh, O2 stone? Very basic, but can you please yeah, yeah. inform everyone? Yeah. Be so, Ode was uh, re, re uh, Ode was uh, remodeling his pool in his backyard, <laughs> and then he goes up. He's like, "I like this stone," <laughs> and then he oh. picks it up. <laughs> it's a, it, it, was, it was supposed to be a decoration for his pool. No way! <laughs> <laughs> and and that's how that became, stone became famous. Yeah, it no, became Ode's tombstone. Yeah, and then um, that's his wife named it. His ex wife named it the tombstone. Oh, did you really? <laughs> yeah. Because oh, did you grow up next to to Ode? Is that right? Yeah. So yeah. So I grew up since he moved in from Norway when I was nine years old. So pretty much um, my whole life. Yeah. Too yeah. Cool. So, and then like he had his son, same one year younger than me. And for us to play video games, we had to work out for a bit and then play video games. I like games. that. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Way cool. <laughs> yeah. So I learned how to clean, squat, and um, and do, do all that, all the basic stuff for for a long time. Yeah. What an amazing mentor to have. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. Seriously. And I'm, I'm obviously assuming that that was kind of what inspired you to become such a big part of the strength community is growing up next to him. Yeah. Yeah. It's just one of those things where like, you know, you talk about like you're you're like in middle school. You talk about how cool your life is. Like, yeah, my neighbor's a strong man, kind of thing. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so you you grew up talking about that, and then um, then you go you come to the age where you start like hosting contests. Like, I started mixing the the strongman series in Venice Beach and start helping him up. I started doing the production side of it when cool. I was like 13, 14 years old, wow. kind of thing. So, yeah, it's just. At that moment, I didn't. It was. I was just a natural. It was just so natural for me to yeah. do. Like every strongman event, I'm here to help, kind of thing. Yeah. And then it grew wow. to a bigger thing. What a what a beautiful way to marry up like a a profession adjacent thing, which is like the videography within your passion, which is oh, like strength yeah. sports. And now you've added travel to the mix and all this other stuff. That's like a dream. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. yeah I, 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 my goal is to just encourage people to live beyond the barbell, <laughs> you know, like couldn't agree more. Absolutely. In a, in a so, way, mantra of, of, of this too. Yeah. 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 It's like, like, have you like look up Tibet stone lifters? They use a rope to lift stones. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Same and with and places uh, in India as well. It's like yeah. Um, yeah, the leather handles that you pull apart. Like yeah. those yeah. Indian lifters are they're, they're just like that section of the world right there. It's yeah. just like, some of the they do where they've got 300 pound stone that they just launch from the ground up and then they Catch balance it. Yeah. It. yeah like I, 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 I want to see it. I want to see it because like, go. we all know, we all know what 180 kilogram stones feel like. Yeah. Right? It, it's heavy, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's yeah. heavy, man. Yeah. But they, those guys make it look like it's like a kettlebell. I'm like, what? Like, like yeah, I, yeah. the world gravity is working a little differently. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, maybe, yeah. maybe. Yeah. Actually, or, 
Martin and I are so scientific. Like we we calculated the weakest point of gravity in the world. So if we ever wanted to break the five hundred one deadlift, that is hilarious. Oh, that's amazing. It's in Peru, by the way. If you guys Peru? want to go yeah. to Peru, okay. I've I've actually been there. Did yeah. you go to yeah. well? No, I didn't make it down to Peru. Right, you were in Venezuela. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Venezuela. Yeah. That's the weakest. Uh, where gravity feels the weakest. So. No way. Funny. That's but, like very limitable, but like how funny. So like like I know like Thor has so much shit for his deadlift, but like gravity's heavier on the top of the on the top of the spear. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. so if you want to be like scientifically, he had the heaviest deadlift in that point of the world. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, so yeah. that's hilarious. Because yeah. the Earth isn't a perfect sphere, so it's sort of which at which point are you the furthest away from the core? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm so. a geologist by profession, so this kind of stuff I'm yeah. loving too. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I was like, so if you want to pull 502, yeah, yeah, Peru, <laughs> 502 in Peru, 502 in Peru is, is right. Yeah. Mission. <laughs> yeah, that's oh, yeah. cool. Um, and and you know back to. You know, we we're talking about the lifters like in India and that part of the world and how powerful they were. I, I would have to imagine the same ideas within Iceland and Scotland, a lot of these countries, is there was a huge warrior culture there in the past. And so I think all this strength is the trickle down effect of generations and generations of warriors. Yeah. Um, I know that when, for Iceland and Scotland and all, uh, all the Europeans, yes, that's the warriors, but I know. For like the bass people or the, like the the rural sports like India, they had to do it for their job. Right. Okay. Um, it, it it was just what they do for a job. Um, I have to fact check this. Though. So, um, my my sport ambassador in Pakistan, that that stone that that stone lifting you see in Pakistan. Yeah. Yeah. What to my understanding and what translation is is like it's like a wedding ceremony. Right. Oh, that's right. right. Yeah. Okay. So like if the, if all the groomsmen couldn't lift a stone, the wedding's off kind of thing. How's that so for added pressure? No doubt. <laughs> yeah, right. So Little like, Peter ruined the wedding because he yeah, couldn't get the stone yeah. on his palm. But like I, I, I gotta double check that. And yeah. um, and we, we uh, like history, we lose things in translation over for time. Sure. Yeah, so we, yeah. we had it's better to go to the source itself. So yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised though. Like even in Sweden, there was a lot of, it was the farmhand stones, right? So like it was yeah. less about the, the actual war aspect. Like for instance, in the manhood stones, that specifically is for teenagers to be able to start training with weapons. But again, the, some of the Swedish stones were in order to be the same idea as the full stirker of Dritvik, but it would be how much your pay was on the farm. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So like going back to like Swedish and Scottish, like, I didn't even think two and two together. Like the Highland Games is just one trial for uh, for yeah. warrior. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah. because like the, the hammer throw, and then like think about like those how heavy those claymore uh, swords those were. Broadswords, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, I just like again, like we we have adapted what we used to survive into a sport. So for sure, <laughs> which is so cool. Though. Yeah, for sure. At least the way yeah. you know, continue with the heritage. And it's neat to see yeah. you know when you travel to these areas where. It's it is a sport, but those cultural ties are still so 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 significant, right? And like it's Dude, part of ceremony, part of, of a way of life. That's, that's the whole reason. Like we once you once you see how much of like again like strength unknown. It's like the essence of strength unknown. It's like once you see it in person, it's like Dude, we have to we have to discover all this. <laughs> like right, sure. we have to we have to find out all these things, right? Yeah. Um. 
yeah, I think watching the Stonelifters in Bass Country was amazing too because it was like a crowd, had like a giant live feel, right? But like the crowd, so yeah, it's there. One of our previous guests and a gentleman that coached me, a guy by the name of Ryan Stewart. Are you familiar with Ryan at all? Stu Squatch on Instagram. No, I'm not. He's I'm um, sorry, but no, no, that's fine. No, he's yeah. an ex Highland Games pro. He is one of the leading researchers on many countries of historic stones. But he just went to the Basque Country in September, and from our understanding, he's the first person in North America. He actually got to compete, not just train, but he actually competed in some of the games there. Oh yeah, yeah, it's super. How cool. do you like it? How did he like it? He from like when messaging back and forth, I think it was a dream come true for him. We're yeah. hoping to have him back on to discuss it because he kind of broke a bit of a cultural barrier there. Like it's one thing to go get to train there, but for him to be honored to actually compete is pretty wild. Did he do the pentathlon or just a stone for reps? I just like multiple stone, stone for reps. Rep. Yeah, yeah, that's my understanding. Yeah, that's I could be wrong. Thirty minutes, man. Good luck. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think he ended up getting medical attention afterwards because he just went and and he pushed to his absolute yeah, physical limits. So. He is strong. Wow. So strong. Yeah. yeah. This stuff's yeah. so yeah. so cool. And when he was there, he got to uh, do the bass necktie with one of the stones in a museum. So it was a pretty cool experience for him too, getting to immerse himself in the culture as well as compete. So. Yeah, dude. It's, again, like talk about geology, like, like, uh, you know, it's just a ge- geology aspect. Like, you know how we have like, like these like, rock, layered rocks, right? Yeah. It's like yeah. flat. Yeah. There is like sideways. So right. Like, Everything's been folded and tilted. Yeah. 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 And I was like, this is fascinating. Yeah. And it's like, wow. It's like talk about being earthy. This I, is legit. I've created some serious problems for myself because I used to not be able to like, let's say drive through the Rocky mountains in Canada without having to stop and check out rock outcrops and like inspect the mountains. And, you know, you know, it holds up trips that way. But now after becoming a stone lifter too, like anytime I like pass someone that has a nice stone in their garden, I'm like, Oh, what's that made of? How big do I think that is? Oh, it's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. like, it's kind of hard to commute around now without getting distracted. So now, as a geologist, like you, when you lift these stones, you find like some stones are heavy, or even though they'll all look the same. Like, like yeah. I know the Fiona stone has like more iron in it, apparently. Yeah, yeah, so. there'll be marginal differences in density, and it might not seem like a lot, but when you're talking about a stone that's 300 pounds, like if it's one percent heavier than a stone of comparable size with a different um, mineral makeup, then like it it does have an impact. The biggest thing for me that um, that I think has it's it's like david says quite out like it's the strength puzzle right so the, the the biggest difference doesn't come around the mineralogy but like how is um you know the weight dispersed on the stone is there a lobe on one side that makes this hand picking up 250 and this one's picking up 150 what is the texture one thing i found that was really difficult in scotland coming from like i like full disclosure i, I only started stone lifting just over a year ago and so i was on like a six month crash course before we went to scotland david's goal was going there to lift the denny stones and then i was like well if you're coming i'm or you're going i'm coming too because i wanted to really get over to yeah. scotland and then my our parents uh came as well um and it uh was this they're spherical and they're smooth so you can think quite easily how the atlas stones were adapted from the inverse stone and and, and similar scottish stones like the castle menzi stone is Ugh. like perfectly polished and that was so hard being someone who didn't have the time to develop that like wrist and grip strength like luckily i got big long monkey arms and i was able to interlock my fingers underneath there else i would have struggled but those scottish boys are just like their squeeze strength is They're amazing strong. yeah 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 how, how, how did you like tra- so you, you for one year you started just lifting sandbags or something like it like or just oh, he didn't even have a year he only prepped yeah. for like four or five so months in, for scotland in he did may, great in yeah. may i had uh 
I, I had to do jury duty for a, a case that was pretty frustrating. The outcome was good, but I, like, I had a lot of like, uh, you know, pent up frustrations and emotion. And David, we live in the same neighborhood. I'm like, I got to come over and burn off some steam. So we went over, had a couple beers, lifted some weights, and he had some stones at his house. He's like, well, let's try them out. And so I was able to, um, he had a 292 pound one that I was able to get up to my chest. And I was like, first time trying, which is, this is, yeah, I was like, this is exciting. Good. This is something I can do. And so we have an area that, you know, speaking of geology, like by way of glacial processes near where we live, there's a huge collection of just big rounded or mostly rounded boulders that have been deposited on the riverbank. And so mostly David and one of our other buddies who's handles that beard and boulder, who was on another episode, um, have dug them out, weighed them. And we have a site where we've got, 20 or so different sized stones all in a small area that we go down and train with on Saturday. So it was kind of me just figuring out like how much time I had before Scotland and trying to put in the work. I borrowed an Atlas stone from Dave and kind of just every time I would, I would lift stones and then I would do other accessory movements until I wasn't, uh, you know, until I, the soreness had resolved enough for me to lift stones again. And it was kind of just like, as much yeah. as I could. And, you know, Ardvalik was the only one I couldn't get to chest. I got it to my knees a couple of times, but I was lacking that squeeze strength that uh, that I need to get. Ardvalik, man, the, the 151 kilogram. I love yeah. that stone. Did you get that one? Yeah, I stood up with it a few times pretty. I wish yeah. I wish my shouldering um, ability that I have now was there a year ago because I, I would have loved to have tried to shoulder. I've shouldered 380 pounds at 212 pounds body weight, but Ardvalik's obviously a very different shape, but I – I like to think I would stand a chance at least, but I have to go back. When, when, when everyone was like telling me like, oh, this is going to be a hard stone on the shoulder. And then Martins like just did it one time. I'm like, God damn it. Like, yeah. it's, like, it was, yeah. it's a different, he's a different level yeah. than most humans though. Yeah. Cause there's been other world-class yeah. strongmen that have failed to shoulder the art brillic. So yeah. 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 It's just, it's just a technique, man. Yeah. It's all about that technique. And we learned so much from the Basque. If I, if you guys want to like, Perfect your stone lifting. Take go to go to Albedino and perfect your stone lifting. Train with those guys because yeah. those guys know what the hell they're doing. Oh, absolutely! Yeah. They're the, they're yeah. absolute tacticians. Just learn Spanish or uh, or Basque. Google Translate. <laughs> yeah, that might be a little tough. Out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, with uh, actually that on the note of the Ardvalik, that was something that kind of caught me off guard. Is there you guys had a bunch of, of crew photos with all the boys you were there with, and I couldn't believe how big some of those Scottish boys were. Like even next to, like I think it's Matt Matt Jones. Yeah, Matt Jones. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Big, he's yeah. just huge. Like I think he was taller than Martins and looks almost bigger, which is crazy. Same size. Yeah, same size. Those yeah. are big boys. Some of them. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think he, Matt Jones is English, but um, oh, is he? Okay, but, my mistake. Yeah. Yeah, they, I mean, it's, it's pretty but, cool. Um, yeah, I think the the two guys, Connor was from the north. Yeah. And then all the beef guy. Yeah. Yeah. Is it Connor Kern yeah. and Callum Beatham? Yeah, yeah. he's yeah. very strong. Yeah. yeah. So. Uh, Mark Sheriff, too. Like, just uh, Brad mm-hmm. Nichols, like, you were out there with uh, with some of the best, which is, and, and at least by way of, you know, we met Brett in person and then have interacted yeah. with some of these guys over Instagram. Like, just humble, cool people. Very cool people. Oh, for sure. Yeah. For sure. How how um how crazy is it? Like, there's no like trespassing law in Scotland. You can just walk up to these stuff. <laughs> yeah. The the thing like, to that was like, the, oh, it was like weird because like yeah that like, I was like is that a museum? Because when we went to that Arvalic stone, I yeah. thought it was a yeah. museum. It was someone's house. I was Isn't like, what? <laughs> what was it from the 1600s? That that uh, castles there from. 
yeah. uh, our ball one? Yeah. Or, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, 500 years older, so yeah. Which has always been so cool to me when you think about how a lot of these areas have, not industrialized because you still have these sort of ancient castles, but have been maintained and some renovations done in landscaping and stuff, but they've left the stones where they should be mm-hmm. and haven't, haven't, mm-hmm. haven't moved them. And what was the story that you were talking about the, the groundskeeper? At the oh Island? yeah. So uh, a friend of mine had gone to the Ardvalik just a few days after us. We didn't know each other at the time, but we, we ended up hooking up over uh, social media after that and chatting about stones, but he, that was his second or third stone lifting trip. And so he actually went up, to the castle to have a conversation with uh, the groundskeeper there. And it actually ended up being the gentleman whose family had owned that. And he was having a nice conversation. And he just said to him, he said, so how long has your family been here for? And the guy just said, always, (laughs) which I just like, that's, I don't know, man, my, we're from Canada. Our country is very, very young. And so we don't have that, that history or documented history. I should say people have been here for a long time, but not that documented history in the way of places like in Europe, but I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. When you see a bridge older than the States oh, in yeah. North America, I was yeah. like, Jesus Christ. Oh, it's, yeah. it's amazing. We'll, get off the plane and see houses that are older than at least our country is officially. Yeah. Age. yeah. I was yeah. walking around Old yeah. Town Edinburgh down some of the, um, the side streets and just on this little door frame, it's like 1591. Like that would be <laughs> like, what the What's hell? Yeah. It blows my mind apart. Like we just, it's, I think it's just too cool. And, People have been lifting some of the stones, like the Fianna stone's been lifted for longer than that, yeah. which is amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and then something maybe just to touch on um, is that, and I really appreciated hearing this um, sentiment at the end of the Strength Unknown episode in Scotland was the 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 message of treat historical stones with respect. I think oh, for sure, stone lifting has been quite a niche. Uh, a niche and you know rare creature on the ecological landscape of strength sports but it's becoming quite a bit more popular and as it does you know more people will who maybe don't have as much of a deep appreciation will be seeking out these stones to test themselves just to test their strength but it is such an important thing for people to understand like these stones could very well be in in a museum but they're not in order for us to prevent them from getting there they need to be treated with respect so it was really great to hear that message come through on, yeah, on that episode. so yeah yeah it's one of those things that was like dude it's, yeah so yeah we for japan someone looked like so new they're so crash mat so we had uh our mat send the crash mat to japan yeah. for okay. us that's so, awesome uh, get, so that now we could drop these stones because these stones are like rare right like, for, yeah, sure. for sure for artifacts so, and, uh, and talk about different cultures so, like you know how we our volatile stone was just there yeah there's a stone in japan that was known in the town that uh, in, i forgot i'm gonna butcher the name but like it's like uh kamea something turtle beach or something like that and the stone was known for like sumo wrestlers to test strength and they just put concrete around it right like, it is, okay yeah yeah. It's there. No one, no one, no, no one, one does anything about it. It's just, it's just there. Concrete cemented with modern. Yeah, yeah. So That's that, amazing. Oh man, I'm excited. To, I'm excited to see the episode. Yeah, I'm no like kidding. If, if you could pick one place or or strength culture to visit, like no budgetary concerns. Here's a pile of infinite cash. Where would you go? Damn, dude, it's hard. Um, that's hard. Uh. Africa for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's a good uh, one. Africa, yeah. I, I would somewhere in Africa. Not, uh, I feel like that's where origins of everything came from. For sure, so, uh, yeah. 
Yeah, definitely would like to go see. Well, I'll talk about stones, the pyramids, how they're made. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it wasn't aliens, it was just a bunch of weirdos lifting stones. <laughs> they brought a bunch of Basque and Basque lifters and Mongolians in. They had it done all week. Like, yeah. uh, we will build a pyramid. Yeah, to show exactly. our strength. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. With with your show, do you have um do you try and you know, have a, a general timeline that you do an episode, or if you just get a really cool lead, you go, okay, there we go. We're rolling. Let's go. Uh, what do you mean? Like, like how I edit the video or no, just... just like when you find, um, for instance, like Japan, was this something you'd planned for a long time or did you get some information and go, okay, this is, we're going to do this. And then jump just, on it. just, yeah. yeah, jump on it right away. Yeah, it's a little bit of both. So we solidified our tickets to Japan two months ago. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then for, unfortunately I was just, back behind backups editing i wasn't able to read all the history so um the, this last week i was just been i've been um just studying all the japan culture so yeah, yeah. awesome now 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 we're ready kind of thing yeah yeah oh so, man that I, have is a, I, I have a whole storyboard ready to go and hopefully we can follow it but um but yeah that's where we're, and then we secured some uh sumo stables which is really hard to do too so that's that's kind of cool to do. So yeah, that's are we gonna be seeing Martins do some sumo wrestling? Hell yeah, oh, man! Yeah. Really? <laughs> okay, <laughs> yeah. right on, man. That's awesome. Yeah, so very, very cool. So that'd be kind of cool. Have yeah. you looked into? And we don't want to keep you too long. We know you have another appointment, but just have you looked into any of any of the stuff that's going on with Ireland and the stone lifting history that's yeah. being uncovered there currently? Uh no, man. Like again, like it's cool. So we built this like platform, and and people just send me messages like, hey check this out and i'm i'm reading it i was like cool let's go there next you know yeah. I, just, I just added to the like list of countries we have to go kind of thing yeah there's, so. there's a gentleman named david Keown in ireland and he was one of our first guests and he um is this unbelievable character and brilliant man and so he's basically been going through the old libraries they have online <clears throat> excuse me with a lot of the culture and, and rediscovering all these stones they're at 30 now and people are starting to send them stuff wow and it's it's a huge thing like there was actually just a big article done in gq about it yeah if you're curious at all yeah and oh dude yes send send me all that and yeah. i will add it to list. Send me the guy. Yeah. yeah he i said can we can we can we let the the strength of known folks know about you and he so essentially he uh, learned about stone lifting or became passionate about it during COVID, he was lifting his wife's sculptural stone statues in his backyard. He's a former kettlebell world champion. And to stay fit, started lifting uh, sco- uh, stone sculptures and then started doing research, went to Scotland, did a stone tour, and then said, like, how can this not, how can we not have stones like this in Ireland? And he went back and in the past two years has found over 30 historical Irish stones. Wow. And he used to find more week by week. And there's this... Um, there's this national inertia now where people are now, you know, he's been on a bunch of fairly prominent podcasts and there's the GQ article. People are reaching out to him being like, I think there's a stone in my village. And he packs up his trailer and travels across Ireland and finds and lifts these stones. And he's also incredibly strong too. So he's quite often the first person in hundreds and hundreds of years that has lifted these, that, that's lifting these stones. Wow. Uh, yeah, dude. It's a great, great yeah, story. So it's, it's really cool. Part, a part of me is not surprised because that's like the same, the same era of the same location. Yeah. 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 So he's uh, underscore right. Indiana underscore stones underscore on Instagram. So we anyways, can send you that. Yeah. Info yeah we can send you that. Info yeah, that send, send, me, send me all that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah send cool. me all you guys' Instagram. So yeah, it, so good. Yeah, we, it was actually, we were, yeah. feel very fortunate in that GQ article that was just put out. They gave us like uh, the Edmonton stones, the strength of the stuff we started up here. And 
they kindly gave us a shout out in GQ, just being like that we're starting to be part of the modern reincarnation of historical stone lifting. So that was a huge compliment. Yeah, we just cool. started this a year ago. And so it's really cool to see like these historical stuff coming up again. And then there's these pockets of people starting their own modern stones of strength. So it's, it's pretty cool stuff. Isn't it crazy to like our history? Yeah. We have a lot of history about wars, but it always seems to be the common denominator is like a stone. <laughs> like, yeah. It's yeah. all yeah. over the planet. Like yeah. it's, it, yeah. I mean, obviously stones are all over the planet, but like the more and more research that's going, this stuff is popping up everywhere. And it's just, fantastic and that's part of why we wanted to start this podcast is to talk to people from all over the world whether it's their modern stones or stuff like uh, david kill we were just talking about about rediscovering the ancient stuff and we just spoke to brett nickel about all his stuff so it's just been a lot of fun for us really fun project yeah yeah man yeah cool people yeah. cool characters cool story we're, like, we're, yeah. what we're doing man is uh hopefully changing in the way of people thinking like okay i don't need to be a bodybuilder to yeah. get fit i could just lift my stone in the backyard kind of thing yeah, yeah enjoy yeah. like preserving history making their own history there's an aspect of culture to it the camaraderie. and camaraderie yeah. and like that a super super cool wow. thing and it's but so we just want to thank you first of all for your time, but for what you and Martins course, are doing for the entire me. strength community. Yeah, we really appreciate it. All the best in your trip to Japan. We can't wait to see the episode. Yeah, I'm gonna. Speaking of which, I got one more meeting in like five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, we'll yeah. let you go. Um, so thank you very much for your time. All right, have a good one. If you enjoyed today's episode, please be so kind as to leave the show a review, and then follow us over on Instagram at Stones of Strength underscore Podcast. Oh,